Yes, sir, Judge. Flared nostrils, big chest, short legs. Could always sell them to a circus. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello and welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. Mike, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah. How's it going for you? So far, so good. You know, we were talking off, you know, off camera about school, stuff coming up, yeah. stuff uh, finishing up for the kids, and yeah, a lot of going on right now. Yeah, we we got uh, we've got three graduations coming up. Well, I mean, one graduation <laughs> for three kids, and then yeah, I don't know if we've ever really yeah. said Mike has triplet boys, and uh, so he's keep, he's got a lot going on it. at all times. <laughs> right, and then uh, you know all the college kind of prep stuff and making sure they register and. Get their classes lined up and all that fun stuff. Yeah, but, not fun. But uh, for whatever it's reason, it's fun and not fun I, at the same time. I I seem to have had more time on my hands in the past week or two than I typically do. And I know we usually talk about stuff that we've watched. Oh yeah, I watched like I went nuts. What you watch? Stuff. Get into it. Let's hear it. All right. So I mean, even in just, I'm just gonna go like. So just starting a couple of weeks ago, I started watching The Punisher with, with my son. and um, Okay. I, actually, Cindy, my wife, is watching it with us. It's wow. good. I mean, it's a good show. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. No. It's, so it's Marvel. It's on, I want to say it's on Netflix. Yeah. No, I know it's, what it is. I just never have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. A couple, it's like two seasons or something like that. And it, it's it's pretty damn good show. I liked it. Um, I think we're like halfway through the second season now. But so- that wasn't enough. So then a couple of nights ago, I decided, you know, I want to watch some kind of action movie. It's been a while since I've watched any any kind of action movie. So um, I was just flipping through. Uh, I, I got Hulu recently. Okay. And I'm like, oh, damn, I forgot that I got Hulu. Let me see what's on Hulu. <laughs> and so there's, um, I think it was, uh, I think it was on Hulu. It was Boss Level. Have you heard of that? Boss. It sounds familiar, but no, I don't know. So I, I you know, I, I didn't. Prepare to look up the actor's name, but he's the guy that was in. You know, I was telling you about the Netflix series that I watched about the MMA fighters. Yeah, um, and Nick Jonas was in it. So, like one of the main guys from that is in this also. So it's basically like a Groundhog Day thing, but people are trying to kill this guy. So like he wakes up, and all day long he's just trying to like not be killed by people. But it repeats, so he learns like you know the patterns and how to how to do it. So it was it was like. Uh, you know, with the, Groundhog Day's been overdone. What a you know great idea originally, but it's been beaten to death. Uh, but this was you know at least entertaining, so that was good. And then uh, last night, I watched the highly anticipated Nobody. Oh, um, how is that? I'm gonna have to say I was a little disappointed. Oh no, I had high expectations, um, probably too high. So, so yeah, so watching it, I was a little bit disappointed, but you know, since that's fairly recent compared to anything else I'm talking about, I won't, I won't give any spoilers there, but I'd love, I'd love to hear what anyone else thinks about that movie. Yeah. I want to see it. I was kind of waiting for my son to get home, um, to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it with the boys last night. Yeah. And plus, you know, 
like we've talked about this before. That's one of those in theater currently rentals, so it's like twenty bucks. Where if you're watching right. it by yourself, it's kind of a rip. But if you're watching it with your family, that totally makes sense because then it's like the same price, you know. Or for you, it's actually a little cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I just expected. I don't know. I, you know, we'll talk about it again in the future after you watch it, and I can okay. t- kind of tell you what 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 I expect from it. But uh, what's the guy's name? Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Or whatever. He he does a good job. He's convincing in the role, so right. that's that's good. Uh, it's just the the story. I I think I had a different story set in my mind of what this would play out to be. But okay, uh, that sounds good. All right. How about you? What have you been up to? Um, I watch a few things. I think I told you when I remember I recommended you uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines on Netflix. Right, right. Um, I totally recommend that, especially. I mean, you don't even have to. It's obviously it's an animated movie. Um, is it? You know, it's so it's kind of kind of geared towards kids, but not totally. Um, but especially if you have a kid, like I told Mike, if you have a kid uh, getting ready to go to college, uh, specifically film school, it's perfect because that's what the kid's <laughs> doing. And, you know, but there's a whole thing with uh, the daughter that's going away and the father don't get along because he doesn't understand. But then robots end up taking over, trying to take over the world. It's a whole thing. But it's actually really, it's yeah. it's really good, though. It's, it's really well done. Um, I, I definitely recommend that uh, highly. I did also watch, and I'm trying to. I'm looking through, trying to remember the name of the name of it. Um, I watched a uh, on Prime. It was it's the John Clancy one. Shoot, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it's one that just came out. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna take a take one second here because I'm gonna try to find this because it's irritating me that I can't remember the name of it now. But that, let me just tell you, that should tell you how mu- how good it is, is that I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> right. What an impression that left on you. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, without remorse. Um, it's okay. It's, yeah, I found it kind of boring. Familiar. Yeah. It was okay. kind of boring. Uh, just because, all, well, I don't know. It's like, I, do we talk to, we, I think we talked about this already. So, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about it now. But the other one I watched was Bruce Willis in Netflix, a newish movie called Breach. Um, oh, how how is that? It's uh, not good at all. It was terrible. <laughs> it was a bad movie. I knew, like, I knew it was going to be a bad movie going in. Like, Bruce Willis hasn't done anything good in a while. He just kind of he's doing the Nick Cage thing where he's just kind of like walking through movies lately. Um. But this one was especially bad. Like the 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 effects were cheap and cheesy and terrible, and it's just everything about it was just bad. It wasn't even like enjoyably bad, where you can have fun with it. Yeah. It was just bad. That's too bad. So, and I will say, I started watching. I think it's called um, Jupiter's Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix, which is like another another superhero show. Um, I watched one episode. It was all right. Um, didn't grab me super hard. <laughs> Is that what Wait, I want to what, say? What was it? I don't think you want to say that, but Jupiter. <laughs> I think it's called Jupiter uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, Jupiter's okay. Legacy. It's got Josh it, Demel in it and uh, a couple other people. Um, but like, but it didn't grab. It like, didn't yeah, grab one of the things hard. like I like I told you watching uh, Invincible. 
Remember I said I, I liked that? And I said how it's super comic booky, Like the animations, like you're watching a comic book, with, like the blood and gore and stuff like that is, you know, but it's animated. This is right. like trying to do that same thing but live action, and it just looks weird and cheesy because it's live action. You know what I mean? Like you right, got to yeah. gotta do it a little bit differently. And I, like they, <laughs> Pick one or the other. Right, right? and I mean, it shows, like, the to... perfect way. Like, you can't do it exactly like the comic book because it's going to look weird. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. All right. And that seems like a lot we've been – it's only been eight minutes, but it seems like a lot. <laughs> it is. Because usually, yeah, usually you haven't really watched much, so it's good. But it's good, though. No. You know, got to get what's out there. Yeah, you know. Making good use of my time. Exactly. So. All right, so, so shall we jump into yeah, things? Or what? What, did, what did we watch now? Now, or we, today, we jump future. back to uh, Hardcastle McCormick, Yeah, season one, episode 14, Whistler's Pride. And very timely, Mike, you picked this episode, um, you know, based on the uh, Kentucky Derby being... <laughs> Well, just a couple weeks ago or whatever. Well, right. And, and uh, obviously the co- the controversy that, right? about the Kentucky Derby where, you know, that was all going around with like, oh, he's on steroids. And the guy's like, no, no, no. Oh, you know, there might have been some steroids in the cream we had to put on for his dermatitis. Maybe that's what it was. That could have been it. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, um, what year was this? Do you know? 1984, January 8th. I just looked it up. 84, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, they cut to the chase on this one. We start out um, with a sign on a building that says there's a horse show at, like, 1230 or something like that. And then um, the gates open and a race begins. And they show this race for, like, a minute, <laughs> these, like, a, like a real horse race. And, you know, much like any horse race, I can't really tell what's going on until it's <laughs> over. And, the, like, the <laughs> The one horse crosses the line first, but you just um, wait for the end where they say who won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I win? Exactly. Did I win money? Am Did I, I out win? Does, it, does this mean anything? Right. Exactly. And then um, what? What do we see? Uh, uh, Hardcastle and McCormick. Uh, let's see. Well, before just, no, no, no. Before that, we see the the jockey walking. Remember? And he gets hassled by two goons. Oh yeah, yeah right, right. He's, yeah, he's got the nice silk outfit on, which. Granted, is totally jockey attire. Jockey. I mean, it's you know, yeah. yeah, it's not out of the out of the norm for a jockey to be seen in that. I mean, it's not like you don't go grocery shopping like that, but you know, you just got off the horse, you can you can have that outfit on. But yeah, so he's walking along, and uh, some thug stops him. He's like, "Hey, come over here, Malone." <laughs> and yeah. his name was Eddie, I think. And then he tries, he, you know, he tries to ignore him, and there's another guy in front of him, and he's like, he's like, hey, you know, basically, yeah, this this jockey Eddie's got some morals, and he's like, you know, they want him to, I think the term they use is stand up on his mount. Yeah, and I don't uh, know if that means like re- literally stand up on the mount to slow him down, or if that's just like some sort of term. I'm not a horse racer, yeah, so is, I don't that, know. is that like jockey mob talk? I don't know, <laughs> but I think. I think we all got the picture like, they yeah, wanted him like, to throw the race. Like in right? boxing, it's like they tell you to take a dive. You know, right. is this the same thing as taking a dive? But like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, he doesn't want to do it. So to, just to convince him a little bit, they threaten his horse and give him a good jab in the gut. And, um, 
you know, it's kind of trying to persuade him. That's pretty much, and that's pretty much uh, it. Yeah, until we get. Oh, but I, I did want to say so before we get too deep into this. This episode, um, I, I mean, I totally enjoyed it, but I, I want to say, um, the. I, I enjoyed this and I thought the writing was good and funny. And this show, I just think now that I'm watching it again, this show was super enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, like I'm surprised it only last, did it only last three years? Was that right? Or four? I can't remember. I, yeah. I'm surprised it, it didn't last bit, any longer, yeah. but I did want to say, so I looked up who wrote this episode just to see like, cause there were a couple good one liners and it was totally like a Stephen J. Cannell, Cannell or Cannell Cannell show. Um, I think I say it wrong all the time. And um, so the, the the guy who wrote it was Stephen Katz. And I was just looking at other stuff he wrote. Like he wrote some A-Team episodes, you know, a couple of these, a uh, um, couple movies, and then uh, Magnum P.I. and stuff. But he also wrote a couple Night Rider episodes. And one of them was Silent Night with our friend Ooh. Paul LaGreca in there. Awesome. Yeah. So I thought that was a good uh, good way to tie it all together. Good connection. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that that's my little tangent. Anyway, I just wanted to that's say good. that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know what? Remind me. I know. I like. I forgot how these two paired up because McCormick is like a an ex con or something, right? Like, what's his deal? Yeah, yeah. I he, his... Remember, he the judge got him out of jail basically to help him wrap up some cases because the guy is like. He's he's a smart guy because he was like a like a burglar, cat burglar or something. He has some brains on him, and he knew that he could help him like clean up some okay. cases. Because I think he got kind of like um, I don't want to say he got uh, framed in his last thing, but something like that. So that's why. Okay, and he's kind of okay. under so his care. The judge, like the judge. Okay, so he's like he's living with him, right? Yeah, like that's like because I was way like keep an eye like, on him. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, in the next scene, they're they're painting the garage door, and I'm thinking, why the hell is McCormick painting <laughs> Hardcastle's garage door? And you know, but that yeah, that, I knew it had, had something to do with that. I just couldn't remember how it tied together. But but yeah, so Hardcastle's like, he you know, he's no dummy. Like you said, he's got branches. He's like, hey, twenty bucks says I can paint my side of the door. <laughs> you know, that was great. I thought that was awesome. Right, that's like Tom Sawyer stuff right there. So. <laughs> So he he gets Hardcastle to 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 paint half the garage door, um, but the thing is, both of them is, are doing a pretty bad job, actually. Like neither one horrible. is horrible. In, fa- in fact, and in fact, like first of all, they're doing the brush strokes so fast <laughs> and long, and then at one point, uh, McCormick just takes the bucket and throws it against the yeah. like just dumps it against the garage. It's like something but, you do as like a teenager when your parents told you, like like you were saying about Tom Sawyer, go paint the fence. You'd be like, just throw shit at the fence. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just so they would tell you to, you know what, never mind, because you're doing a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's easier to not have you paint the fence. But yeah. <laughs> so then the mailman shows up with like a registered letter. And if you, you know, remember back in the day, a registered letter was like a big deal. It was like you had to sign something. Um, I don't know if they still even do that, but yeah, they still do. I, yeah, you can still do I, registered I, mail. I think. I haven't. I have not seen a. I mean, I haven't even had to sign for a UPS package in like <laughs> a year or so. Yeah. But so the you know so the, he signs for this and it's like oh it's from you know Willie the Whistler, um, he passed away and and you know this mentioned the judge in his will, um. So this is a guy, Willie the Whistler, is like some hustler that the judge 
you know, sent up the river. And, um, you know, you wouldn't think he would name him in, in, in the will. But, right? but he does say that he made good. He, like, turned his life around after the judge sent him away. And they kind of kept oh, in okay. contact, I think, too. Okay, okay. So, so yeah, he's like, yeah, he became, he's like, yeah, he became a good, you know, legitimate guy and, you know, got into horse racing, which, you know, <laughs> like legitimate businesses that you think of all the time, horse racing is right up there. And, yeah, right. And I think we... Hey, <laughs> he, he opened a casino in Vegas. <laughs> like, that would be like the next, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. But, He's become yeah, so a they, boxing they re- promoter. <laughs> yeah, right. They really allude to horse racing being on the shady side, which I—I I mean, I'll be honest, I did—I didn't really know that. Uh, but maybe. I well, and that's the thing. It's like it's always portrayed that way in TV and movies and stuff. Like it's always like super shady. I don't know if it really is or not. I'm sure like there is definitely some mob money in there somewhere, and I don't want to know about yeah. it. Oh yeah, anything with money, there's mob money. So yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right. I keep my hands clean. So we'll just But I don't think here. like they don't mention like right in the letter it doesn't say what he gets, right? It's just like you got to come to the reading. Right. And right. I don't know if that's yeah, still so, the way it's like does that still happen nowadays too? It's like, "Hey, you're in the will. You don't know what you're getting, but you got to fly a thousand miles to come out to go I listen to the it. will reading." I doubt it. Like in this case, they all there's like there's like uh Hardcastle and like Nine Goons. mafia members in <laughs> right. They're all like, they're all in the lawyer's office. <laughs> Every single and, and one I'm of thinking, them has a pinky ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're all looking at him like they want to cut his throat. But <laughs> I, I don't think you have to do that anymore. Okay. I really don't. I mean, I've never been. I've fortunately or unfortunately have not inherited anything, so <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know how that works. But um, but he tell like the only thing we hear about in that meeting is that Hardcastle gets his prized possession, which is um, Whistler's Pride. And, you know, they're speculating, like, what the hell is that? You know, is it like a <laughs> something like a machine gun or something? But it turns out it's this horse, right? Yeah. So, and um, so then we find out about that. And then right after that, they, like, leave the office. And McCormick is pissed at this point because he's like, you you know you sent this guy up the river, and, and I think he actually says up the river. Does he say up the river? But and uh, you get a racehorse, and I got a clip of it. But he's all mad because like his uncle died and he got shit. So here we go. How about that? He left me a racehorse. I can't believe it. I can't either. My uncle died, a blood relative no less. He left me a bottle cap collection and a plaid sports coat. You, a hood you sent up. Leaves you a valuable thoroughbred racehorse. Life is not fair. He's probably grateful for all I did for him. For six years in the can with bad food and steel bunks. What am I supposed to leave you when I go? A yacht? You want a yacht? <laughs> He's bitter. Yes, he is. For damn sure. But, yeah, um, Hardcastle probably wouldn't want a yacht. But my guess is Hardcastle's going to go before McCormick. Yeah, that's what I'd say, too. But, um, but the, you know... And the judge is like pumped up. He's on cloud nine. He's like, oh, you know, they'll be in the Derby. It'll be this. And <laughs> yeah, like, like it's gonna be. Like, yeah, he's just gonna walk into the Kentucky Derby, like you know, <laughs> right? Like here, I'm, we're entering. But and then McCormick comes back with some stats. He's like, you know, there's over two million horses racing wow, yeah. today, and only and only ten of them make it to the Triple Crown. Like, who the hell knows that kind of stuff? You know, <laughs> I mean, 
that's not kind of my and, knowledge. And he but... especially knows, he does point out about all the crime that happens in the racehorse stuff, too. Right, right, right. But Judge is like, it's the sport of kings. He's like, I'm going to, and he's like, don't worry about it. If I see some bad stuff going on, I'll make sure I clear that all out. You know how I am. Yeah. So that's yeah, a little bit of I, foreshadowing right there. Right, right. And just overall, McCormick is being a downer about the whole thing. Like, for probably for the next 30 minutes of the, of the show. <laughs> He's just kind of a bummer, but yeah, but uh, in a fun way. Yeah, of course. All right. Um, so then we go to the stable, see. right? Because he's got to go get the horse, basically. And I think he runs oh, yeah. into Eddie, yeah. right? Oh no, no, no! Is it Eddie? Who does he run into? He runs into Eddie. somebody, and and he runs into somebody there. He's like, "Yeah, I'm looking for Whistler's prize." You know, Whistler's. And the guy's like. Yeah, it's a stone. <laughs> that horse is a stone. Which, and I know you asked me about that before. If I had taken a clip of that, and I did not. But I had never heard that term before in my life. Me either, like, but it was great. Yeah. Because uh, McCormick right away is like, yeah, because the only way you get it to move is to kick it or something like that, you know? <laughs> it was like, that is a great term, though. Yeah. He I, described it better. Right. And then the guy tells him, like, hey, it's over there. And they go walking and they see this horse. And he's like, Oh, look at that horse. She's a beauty. Oh, actually, somewhere in here, though, doesn't, before he even sees that, there's another horse there. McCormick's like, you don't know anything about horses. He's like, yes, I do. He's like, well, what's this horse right here? Like, there's a horse that's sitting there. He's like, oh, it's, and I forgot what he said it was, what kind of horse it was. It probably just pulls this around because it's this kind of horse. And it's so, not a racer. Yeah, it's 15 so, hands high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go and ask the guy who's like brushing the horse. He's like, hey, can you tell me what this horse is? Like, oh, yeah, he's this kind of horse. He pulls the trumpeter around or whatever. It's like, yeah, right. all right, maybe you know something. But anyway, he goes over to where the guy pointed where Whistler's pride is, and he sees this horse, this gorgeous horse. He's like, look at that guy. He's a stud. He's, you know, looks huge. Yeah, he's got huge, muscular, yeah, exactly. shiny. And then, of course, being a typical TV show, that horse gets walked away, and there's like this little runt, like pony, basically, like, behind it. <laughs> it's like the old gray mare. And it's got it's, like you know. a, 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 I don't say a jacket, but I don't know what they call it, like just a blanket on it that says Whistler's pride on it. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. So it was a big disappointment. Yeah, that's where. And, um, and I do, I would, I do have another clip right away already. But this, because <laughs> this, I thought it was funny too. Because this is where, um, you know, McCormick's like, uh, it's uh, more like uh, Whistler's mother. Which I knew yeah. once it was named Whistler's Pride. I knew that joke was coming some point in this. Um, yeah. But he does have a couple of good observations about what he could do with this particular little horse. Looks more like Whistler's mother. Yes, sir, Judge. Flared nostrils, big chest, short legs. <laughs> could always sell him to a circus. Let some clown do handstands on him. Right? <laughs> Louis Yarbrough rolled me a runt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's almost like at this point I'm thinking that they, that. He kind of screwed him on purpose, but yeah. Who, who, who well, knows? yeah, because it gets but, worse, right? Yeah, it gets worse. But um, this is where we meet Casey O'Banion, and she's the girl that's taking care of the horse. So she's brushing him, and she's like, "Oh, he won't ride with any other jockey except you know, except me." Uh, yeah, but she I'm says really he doesn't jockey. have any history, right? He's never even run a race, right? Right. And then um, somebody shows up. I don't know. This attorney pops up <laughs> yeah, out of like, like one of the nowhere. stalls and like. <laughs> He's like, hey, can you sign this um, couple papers here for the horse? He's like, yeah, sure. So 
he ends up signing over that he he owes thirty six thousand dollars <laughs> in, in back fees for like feeding and stable whatever, and um, but the girl's like you know, Casey's got an idea. She's like, look, there's the Sherman Oaks uh, Royal coming up, and there's a hundred and fifty thousand dollars purse. Think it was Sherman Oaks, but yeah. Or is it what I said? Oh, is, I, oh, no, Oak it is Royal a, or or something like that. Sh- oh, Royal Oaks. Sherman, Royal Oaks. Sherman Oaks Royal. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Royal Oaks. Sherman Oaks is, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm totally derailed by that. I got to delete that from my notes right now. Yeah. All right. And then, um, so, you know, she's thinking if they win, then, um, you know, they can pay this off. So, you know, that's kind of the plan at this point, right? Um, so then, then we see um, the bad guys – in a car with some like fancy lady and she's, she's getting ready to put down like a $1.5 million um, bet. And, and the bad guys like reassuring her that, look, I got all these jockeys in our pocket. We're good. And, you know, and he broke the leg of that one guy's horse. Oh yeah. He, yeah. Eddie's horse. He broke the leg of, that was mean, <laughs> but I did. So I like how she yeah. like, you know, he says all that stuff. Like it's all set up. She's like, but what about outside horses? What is someone going to just come in and wreck our whole thing? Like, wow, just totally giving away the whole thing right there. <laughs> right. What if just someone just comes in with a new horse? Just out of nowhere. I don't know. Maybe right. some judge gets a horse. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, so some pretty hefty foreshadowing right there. Yeah. And then um, uh, what's his McCormick. name? McCormick. Goes, McCormick goes to, to – kind of send that horse up or whatever the guy's like it's not a good idea to have outsiders in this race <laughs> yeah, exactly it's like what <laughs> like what lots of local and talent he, here and right. mobsters and he's like <laughs> and it's a ten thousand dollar entry fee so he's like all right we're, we're you know still we're in whatever yeah he gives him like and, uh, send the bill to like the judge's address yeah, right right uh um, oh because doesn't he say something like he's from new york right is that way He's like, oh, well, first he says from, from Kentucky. Oh yeah, Kentucky. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Well, oh, send it here to this address, which is the judge." He's like, "I thought you were from Kentucky." Well, that's one of our farms. It's our East Coast yeah. address. Yeah. So then immediately the guy gets on the phone and like tells somebody. He's like, "You know, hey, this outsider is trying to get in." He's like, "Well, change his mind." So a couple of guys, like moments later, approach him and. Tell him to take the horse off the ticket, and he's like, "No, I don't think so." And so they kick his ass. Yeah. Now, mind um, you, these guys at least sixty years old that come up to him too. <laughs> so you know, McCormick's like, "I don't care what you say, old man." <laughs> right. But they do kick the shit out but of I got, him. I got to tell you though, age plays no role in this show no. whatsoever. Because as we'll see as right time goes because on. there's because <laughs> there's another scene later where there are some goons even older than these guys. Easily, yeah, yeah. easily seventy years old, <laughs> and there are things that happened that I was like, I couldn't even do that. Like in my in my in prime, I wouldn't be able to do that. But um, so uh, one thing I thought was funny though is that you know McCormick's now preaching to Hardcastle about how you know it's so corrupt or whatever, and uh, Hardcastle's like, we well, don't think you got punched out because someone doesn't like your curly hair. <laughs> 
Yes, like, and actually, I have line. that. I have that exact clip because I thought that was. Oh, you do? Funny. Yeah, oh, I do. It's I, part that, of the whole thing. I uh, yeah, hold on here. I, it's right here. Now, even though you thought it was a lousy idea in the first place, I'm proud of you, kid. Well, I wasn't just thinking of myself, Judge. I mean, after all, it was your ten grand that I used to enter the horse. My ten what? Grand. I told you this ain't cheap. They don't give these races away. Oh, that's just great. I got 46,000 running on a short horse in a fixed race. Now, you don't think it's fixed, do you? <laughs> you don't think you got punched out because somebody doesn't like your curly hair, do you? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite part. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, these guys, and by the way, this happens after the judge finds him, like, laid out in a stall somewhere after he got right, beat up. Right. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, these guys, just, they they play play off of each other so well like this like they're both grumpy in different ways and they're just having a lot of fun you can tell like arguing with each other it's like the odd couple right. almost right i mean but yeah yeah it's a good dynamic yeah no definitely and then um, hardcastle goes back in and pretty much threatens that dude that sent the thugs after him well the judge does he basically too. Yeah, the ju- he goes in and he's like, hey, look, I'm a judge. If you keep pulling this shit, you, you know, we're going to have the F- FBI down <laughs> Yeah, here. well, the feds down here crawling around is, you know, whatever. And then he calls the uh, lady up. And then I'm thinking, this guy's a little bitch. Every time someone comes in to talk to him, he picks up the phone and, like, tattles, you know. Well, he probably gets, like, a kickback from all these things, so. Well, I mean, I'd be looking for, you know, if, I'm just saying, if I was a crime boss, I'd be like, I need someone who can make decisions, yeah. get things done. But this guy is like with every little yeah. thing. And then when this guy is talking to the lady, though, he's like, "Hey, don't worry about it. Though this horse sucks, he can't run with shit anyway." That's true. Um, yeah, so it was more of a heads up call. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what happens? Then we go back with the horse, back where uh, Casey is with the horse, right? And she's asked, like, "Hey, why can't I run the horse?" And they're like, "No, look, here's the deal. It's like they know something bad's going on now, so now they're gonna set up stuff." And he's like, we don't want you getting hurt. But they try to talk Eddie into it, who's like a professional jockey at this point. <laughs> you <laughs> don't mind really maybe yeah. getting shot while you ride a horse, do you? <laughs> no concern. But they do admit that, uh, like, they won't let her go because she's a girl. Um, right, right. You know, whatever. Which is, you know, chivalrous. But yeah, but he's not- – but Eddie's like, uh, no, dude, I'm like pro jockey. I'm not going to run some dog horse and, you know – it's like I run my career. Yeah, but he does yeah. agree to do a warm up, warm up race because I guess they got to do a warm up to time it or whatever, kind of like indie laps. Yeah, and then McCormick somehow rigs the clock. I don't know where he, really he did then there, but he like did something to it so the clock ran slower. Which right, I guess right. no one has a stop stopwatch to compare. Yeah, that's the only clock they go by. So that one, <laughs> the big giant clock Nobody, on the, the, on the giant, wall yes. that's all the way across from the race. Yeah, so, um, so the whole plan is to make it look like this horse is going to qualify, and that he could be a threat. Um, and it, so whatever he tampered with, it took like thirteen seconds off the clock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did so, you hear the one guy in the background? It wasn't even like any of the main characters, but like someone says to Eddie, "Hey, if that horse is any shorter, you could be riding it on your knees." <laughs> or <someone> <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. Oh. <laughs> That's great, but at, yeah, so, but yeah, the lady and the two goons are watching this, and they see the clock too. Again, no one pays attention to any other timepiece except for that. But right, right, and so um, you know they're like, okay, you know what, what you know, Eddie is like, okay, you know, what's the plan now? He's like, all right, 
Hardcastle's like, now we just wait for them to come try to kill us. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is the judge's favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they all go back to stay at his place because, including Eddie, if you remember from like the pilot, this is like a fortress. Yeah, I think, and, you know, or impenetrable or whatever. Um, and so that they go, so they go, and Eddie goes there and he sleeps in a cot, like in the middle of the, I don't know. It's main room. No, yeah, in the middle. But it's the uh, guest house where McCormick stays. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Because the guys, the uh, bad guys, are there and they're watching them all set up. They're like, "Hey, they're going in the guest house." He's like, "You go there." I think, and yeah, one guy was planning to go to the guest house. The other guy was going to get the horse. Right, right. So yeah, well, so Hardcastle McCormick are like tucking Malone (laughs) into bed, like to get them all situated. Yeah, and then uh, he's like, "Don't worry, you're gonna be safe here." Yeah. Then the one guy sneaks in. Yeah. Um, and immediately, yeah. Like, e- easily. Like, <laughs> did someone forget to lock the door? I don't know. They didn't he, have like, to work very hard to get the gate open. No. He, well, they got the gate open and the door to the house. So he just kind of, like, slid in. And then, um, yeah, and then the other guy, like you said, goes to steal the horse. Oh, Eddie gets attacked. I I, I don't know what happened. Did, so no, this I is what down happened. At I my went, shoe for a second. I went back <laughs> and watched it a couple of times to make sure I figured out what happened. So the guy is creeping in. McCormick hears him again. No alarms or anything. So I don't know how they were going to hear this. And McCormick grabs like like a billy club that he has there. Or something. It's not a baseball bat, but something like that. And he goes. And flips on the light and rushes the guy instead of just doing it in the dark where he sees him. But when he flips on the light and rushes the guy, he kind of backs away and he ends up fucking swiping Eddie's arm in the bed and like breaking his arm. Okay. And that's why he's I'm like, like yeah. hey, I'm sorry. You <laughs> He keeps trying to fight the other guy. And like while he's trying to fight the other guy, he's like, I'm sorry. He's okay. And then like, he's like, can you give me help? <laughs> Are you okay to help? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, he's laying in his bed holding his arm whining and, you know. <laughs> I, He's I like, mean, you okay broke or not, yeah. you, you got to get up and help, yeah, man. He did not help. That sucks. And in the meantime, the other guy, I couldn't tell exactly what he did. I watched that a couple of times, too. It looked like he was going to hotwire the truck. Yeah, I think I think he hotwired the truck that the, that the but trailer did he steal was the, attached to. Did, but, yeah, didn't he just take the horse out of it? Or did he, like, take I think the whole the, truck? I th- he, he took the whole freaking thing. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The problem is everyone has the same truck, so I wasn't sure whose truck was whose. And, like, yeah. the judge's truck, again, is kind of nondescript and basic, but it's not a well-known car like the Coyote thing is that McCormick drives around it all the time. Right, right. So. So when the dust settles, they end up catching the, the one guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the judge comes the guy... out and, like, just shoots a shotgun in the air, and the guy just stops, basically, at that point. Yeah. And then the guy stealing the horse, he got away. Yeah. Uh, so that so then we move to the lady that this rich criminal lady talking to someone on the phone and he's like you know don't worry about anything just get your horse ready for the race I got a lot of money on this we'll take care of it yeah and he seems he, like he's like the whole guy in charge does he have of a name operation. do we know this guy yes uh, hold on I got it here stand by one second Tony Barlow Barlow Tony. they keep calling Barlow Tony, okay. Tony Barlow, hey. Hey. So then he, he orders some dude, it's like, you know, his lieutenant or something. He's like, hey, 
the guy that got arrested, have him killed. Yeah, th- so. th- this is when he was talking to the 70-year-old guys that were going to beat him up. Yeah, right. Get your I friends think. out of the home. Oh, wait, is that the you one? Know, the nursery yeah. room? I don't know. So then, uh, let's see. So they're going to have him killed in jail. And then, uh, let's... Oh, and then uh, Hardcastle and McCormick go to the police station looking for some info. And, you know, their timing's pretty good. So they, they go and... As they take him to the holding cell well, before, to talk to this before guy. Before that, I just, just wanted to make out one point. So when they were talking to the police guy, they were like, hey, we need a, a record of this guy's work history. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're already running that information now. And this is where right. you can totally tell it's 1984 because that cop would just be punching it into a computer. But no, he's got to wait for that information to come back from somebody else. It's coming back from the information department. Right. right? So, so some guy's got to call someone else who's going to go into the thing and then telex it to him probably. And print it out on a dot matrix. <laughs> did they even have those then? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they did. Yeah, in the 80s they had those, yeah. It right. would have been a teletype or a telex or something like that. Yeah, uh, so. You guys that are young out there, look up what a telex or a teletype is. So they go into the holding cell, and there's like two other inmates beating this guy down. <laughs> right. But... But he won't talk. Um, and that's but yeah, the thing then they is come like, in with- too. Is like this. I mean, I know they said it was a county jail, but it seemed like a really tiny little jail. Like, yeah, where are all no these prisoners jail. doing there? Like, it just seems like this would be a place just to hold them until you move them somewhere else. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But like in Mayberry, I mean, they had like uniforms like you- and everything already. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so so you know, no luck there with this guy. So they give him the work history. And, you know, they're looking through the work history and they, I guess this is how they tie it back to that lady's ranch, right? That he worked there like a few months ago. Yeah. Um, Alcott Farms. Right. So they head out there. Yeah. Because they, oh, they figured out that there's two horses entered in that race from Alcott. So that's why they're like, that's where they got to go. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they go out there and um, the master bad guy's on the phone with her, Tony, and he's, he's like, Whatever you got to get rid of the horse. The horse is on your ranch. Get rid of it. It's that's what you got to do now. She's like, I, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> she's she's like, you know, she she's like questioning how she got involved with him, and he's like, basically, it had something to do with she needed money for paying her taxes. Right. So, yeah. I uh, thought that she was just got hooked up. I thought that. that was kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know how I, I got it's involved. It's almost you, like he's like. You needed to pay your taxes. Do you remember now? I'm like, did you really <laughs> like, forget? Is that? this is this phone tapped? <laughs> But exactly. It, 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 By the way, she, like, uh, Casey was in Jaws too. I don't know if you. Know. And she was that. a bitch until. Uh, oh, the lady. Until this the point, bad yeah. Lady? yeah, yeah, the bad lady. Oh, she the bad lady. Yeah. yeah, she looked really familiar. Um, I looked her up, Catherine Lee Scott. Um, the th- the main thing that she's from is from Dark Shadows, but I didn't really watch that show, so I'm not sure what I saw her in. But she was in a shit ton of stuff after that. Yeah. In case you were wondering. So, yeah, Hardcastle and McCormick show up. They confront the lady at her stables. Which, by the way, and... this she had a like most decked out house and everything. She wasn't just like in some little house on like a big piece of land. She had a really, really, really nice house. They're like, why would yeah. someone like this get involved with this kind of crap? Well, now we know. Now we know but... taxes. So, you know, she wouldn't budge. And she's got her thugs around her. And um, so Casey, you know, she's like, she knows the horse is there. So she does this, like, whistle 
you know, the finger whistle or whatever. And the horse, you could hear the horse like respond back to her. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and, and uh, I should mention that we do find out like when they're, when she's talking to the dude, do we say this already? Like the dude says is like, Hey, I have a lot of friends who bet a lot of money on this race and I don't want right. to lose my friend's money. And that's where the whole thing is. So he paid her taxes. She's going to rig the race. So her two horses win. So he can place an exacta bet and his friends can make a lot of money. That's the whole exactly. plot. They, the they kind of do gloss over that part a little bit, but yeah. they do. Anyway. Yeah. So then um, a fight breaks out and <laughs> for whatever reason, Hardcastle jumps onto a horse. Cause the other guys and- took off in his truck. Oh, they took off in the truck, right? And then the Lone Ranger music starts. Yeah, <laughs> William Tell Overture. Chased, I had to look it up. I'm like, that's yeah, the William Tell Overture, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So he chases after them, um, and that was that was an enjoyable scene. Right. Well, did you uh, notice, though? So he, he chases after him the horse. He gets he jumps in the bed, and one guy's kind of like hanging on the outside, and he throws him off. And I don't know if you saw that. I, I do have a clip. Of, I don't remember if I posted it or not. But the stunt guy, I think he almost died because, <laughs> like, when he gets thrown off, like, he gets thrown off to the side and he kind of rolls in the dirt. He kind of lands almost on his head and, like, really high in his neck, really. But there is, like, a wood post there, like, holding a fence, and he really comes close to hitting that thing. Jesus. <laughs> and and that that's actually the scene I had in mind when I was saying, like, there are things that happen in this episode that in my prime I couldn't do. No, right. And one of them would be jumping off a horse into the bed of a truck. <laughs> yeah, well, you and, did and, notice, though, they kind of really – the way they filmed that, you really couldn't see how he got from the horse to the back of the truck. Yeah. I have a feeling there but was something you. there helping him along. I mean, it wasn't no this guy obviously of, doing it, but, you know. Yeah. But no one over the age of 45 yeah. would live. It wasn't Brian for, Keith you know. doing it, but still. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. And yeah, and then he manages like you know I don't know he pulls a gun on the other guy in the truck and gets them to pull yeah. over. But that was a hell of a scene. I yeah, and I did like how they get back then to um, where everyone's at and the cops are already there. Oh yeah, by the way, they did like call the cops in and the cops were chasing them too. We didn't mention that, but right, right. When we get back to the stables where uh, Whistler's Pride is and where McCormick was, you know McCormick's in handcuffs now because the cops don't realize he's a good guy. And he's like, Judge, Judge, tell these guys who I am. Then he's like, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> he like starts walking away. Yeah. But he, I guess he does let him go. And, you know, McCormick's was kind of pissed. All right. I, I lost my place. Um, so, they... uh, oh, so he says, they, okay, so the judge now says that he's going to scratch the horse. And Casey's like, no, let me run him. Let me race him. I want to do it, you know. They're still worried about it being too dangerous. And, um, but they did, they do finally do it. They do let her do it. I do want to mention too, right. at this point, I, I, I don't know if anyone's watching this after we talk about it or whatever, was McCormick wearing a members only jacket with no shirt on underneath it? Cause it kind of looked like it at one point. I noticed the jacket, but I didn't notice. Yeah. I'm no not shirt. sure if he just had like a tan shirt on or whatever. Um, hmm. but yeah, so when we, in the jail cell, we do see one of the guys that gets arrested, call the big guy. And says, tells him that he's in jail. This is what's going on. And I was wrong before. This is where he tells the 70 year old guys to go take care of Hardcastle. Okay. And so, and this is where Hardcastle's like, there's got to be somebody else behind this. It's not just this lady who isn't talking yet. He's like, there's got to be something going on. 
that's where Casey's again still saying, like, let me just race it. Let me just race. And he finally relents. And he says, okay, yeah, we'll we'll let you race. But he has kind of a plan. Um, so in the meantime, the cop calls that's working at the, the station and says, hey, one of the dudes that's there um, works with Barlow. And, you know, he's a big time, he's not necessarily mob, mob or whatever. And that's when the judge said, okay, you can race. And they're like, so what they kind of do, right, is they wait until he's out in the stands, right? Right. Well, first, oh, I'm sorry. First, we see Casey getting ready. She does her way in. And then, like, everyone just leaves. And she's the only person there, right? <laughs> Except her. And right. then two goons walk in. And, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen. But then Hardcast and McCormick show up and they beat him up. Um, right. But so what he does is he waits until Barlow's out there, right? And they're going to do the race. And they call that the race that it was their scratched. So he goes right. in and McCormick's there. And the guy goes in and makes a bet on his two horses. And then when he comes back, they're like, oh, never mind. There's no scratch. He's going to run it. But again, they still think this horse is like a dud. Super horse. Right. Well, I thought they thought, I don't know, because of, of the time. Oh, yeah, the time. That's right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. yeah. So then he goes running back in because he wants to change his bet. And then they arrest him there, or try to, and he takes off. Right. And then, you know, I wonder if you can do that, though. I was thinking about that. Like when they scratch a horse, or, you know, I think if they scratch, back, I you think back? you can, right? If there's a scratch, you well, probably if you scratch, can do something. If, if you had, maybe. Okay. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I've either, gone but... to like, three horse races in my entire life. Even yeah. though Mike and I live pretty close to a really popular racetrack. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, I think I've gone there more to watch fireworks than actual race, yeah. horse races. Yeah, I definitely have. Um, yeah. But, uh, by the way, this is the last year. We should all go. Um, we should. All right. So, so let's what see happened? what happens. So, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. He takes – first he shoots at him like in the middle of the place and takes off. Right. And then a car chase ensues. Yeah. Oh, and this is where I wrote and, when he starts shooting. I'm like, again, no security. Because, again, like Casey, when she gets almost beat up, there's nobody around. No security yeah, or anything. Yeah. And this guy's. I want to like, say security shoot. was pretty lax back in the day, you know. I that's, guess, that's but where there's all that accurate. money involved, you would think there'd be more security. But maybe they're all behind the yeah. cages. I don't know. Who knows? Um. So, so the car chase is happening. A couple of squad cars join in. Again, here I'm not even sure what happened, but somehow his car flips over well i don't because when they're what, they're, what? they're driving down the road and at one point they come up on for whatever reason there's this truck there that's just spraying water out on the street <laughs> right i saw that and then i'm like oh this is going to be significant and then but, but then, then it didn't seem like but but at one point the coyote driven by mccormick like when he took one turn he like went off on another road and he comes and kind of like jumps over the car and lands in front of it and it and then he spins out and jumps i don't know it doesn't make any sense if you really try to break uh, yeah. it down yeah um, it, it, it confused me but in a show like, like this it was as if he he it was like if he came down on the other side of like a seesaw <laughs> and like shot shot the other car up right. in the air. I don't but know. But in a show like this or whatever, there's always got to be a car chase involving the coyote. It's got to be in every episode and it's always got to be yes. jumping over something cuz 
what's the yeah. point? And I appreciate a good car jump. No, right, exactly. It was good good to see co- the coyote jump and the truck jump. Yeah, the episode, yeah, they both so. did. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so then, I don't know. Maybe it's just the version we watch. But then all of a sudden, the race is over. We don't. Even, right. We find out that they won, but no one ever really ever says that they won. It's the way we right. find out is because. McCormick's like talking about what he's going to do with his share of the winnings, which I'm not right, sure really exactly. why he would get a share of the winnings anyway. <laughs> why does he think that? What did he Somehow do? he was in for 10% of the winnings. I don't know how. Yeah. Right. He didn't put any money in there. Yeah. Was he maybe like the manager? Like on- <laughs> maybe that's like an ongoing deal they have, like of any revenue. <laughs> for any revenue have. for putting guys behind bars, you get 10%? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Any reward money, but, you get the portion of it. <laughs> Any bounty. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, 10%, he's like, you know, planning his trip to Cabo or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, but Hardcastle's like, dude, step back. We got to go through the math here. So right. he's like. I got I got a clip the of the math. Get... You want to have him do it or oh, you want to do, do it? Yeah. Okay. No, he should do it. I'm, I'm no good at math. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Subtracting the jockey's fee and the jockey's share of the purse and the breeder's fee and the entry fee and the back stable and feed and take into account taxes and miscellaneous expenses, we come up $1,800 short. We're $1,800 in the red? Right. And 10% of that is $180, which you can start paying off by trimming hedges. Because <laughs> I think right before that they were talking about trimming hedges, it's like, you can pay somebody to trim hedges with, with the winnings. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that was the end. So that's interesting, though. There's still a breeder's fee? I don't, I don't know. know. I would question that one. Yeah. What do I know? I don't know. All right. Yeah, and so that, yeah. And that was the that end. Was they won. Now, they I guess won. Casey's going to be a full-time jockey, right? Riding. Right. But she I don't think we ever hear about dream. Whistler's Pride again, do we? <laughs> uh, I sense the glue factory, as far as I know. I don't know. <laughs> Factory. Definitely not a winner. Or he just sells them off. That's what you would do, right? If you win a race, you probably just want to sell it and try to make money off of it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Or if you think it's going to win again. I don't know. Yeah, but you can put that into this, you know, the sale price, right? I suppose, yeah. I don't know. Again, Back I've never done any dealings with racehorses, so I have no <laughs> idea how they work. Wait, you're trying you, you expect me to believe you've never sold a winning racehorse <laughs> before. Nope. Nope, wow. nope. Huh. Don't know I'm anything about racing. Left, my friend. Yeah, me either. I don't even know, like, good. when they were talking about the exact, uh, I'm not even sure what that meant. Right. I know. It. Yeah, I mean, I've gone. I've placed my $2 bets and, you know, had no idea what I was doing. No. I think I did it one year, um, like, online for like the Kentucky Derby, I remember listening to something on the radio that said, bet on these horses or whatever. So I did the bet and I didn't win any money. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> I was very wow. angry. thought I was going to be bet. rich. I mean, because for crying out loud, they said it on the radio. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But... So anyway, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. yeah I... Definitely enjoyable episode. Like I said, I, I don't know. I just... I forgot how fun this show was until I was like, we're watching it again. You know, I know I, I watched it for sure and I enjoyed yeah. it, but it's, you know, it's a fun show. Just, they're just, they're, they're definitely having fun. I don't know if they it really is, liked each other is. in real it's life, a, but like it seems said, like they're having fun in the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good dynamic. It's like the kind of, 
the kind of like animosity you like to see between two people because it's it's like it's fun, you know. It's not they don't really hate each other; they just love to they, poke at each yeah, other. Yeah, they like know? to bicker, right? Yeah. So it's anyway, fun. yeah, check it out if you haven't. Hardcast McCormick. Um, we found it on the only place we could find it. Right? Was um, is it okay to say Daily Motion on this? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look anywhere else. Yeah, I. It's I, like I don't think I was able to find it anywhere else. I mean, unless you have the came DVDs. Up on, I don't know. The link oh, came up. And speaking That's of which, I, I forgot about this. What I wanted to say. One thing. Um, I don't have it written here. The theme song. I'm going to play a little bit of it. I think this is a great theme song. So, I you know I I put a clip of that online I think on Instagram and we had a response from. Um, um, his name is C.J. Guzman. I, remember, I told you before he was doing a bunch of the uh, artwork for like alternate, like six million dollar man. He's doing a bunch of stuff now for oh, Star yeah. Wars, and it's kind of cool artwork stuff. But he's like, that yeah. was one of the best theme songs ever. I'm like, you know what? That really is like a really good theme song. And no, like you see people always posting online, like, hey, what's your favorite theme song for TV shows of the '80s? No one ever mentions this so- this song. No. And it's actually... I'll have to go back and listen to it's it. It's actually really because... good. Now, so, about this theme song, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it. So, the theme song is... Uh, I gotta get... So, Mike Post, but also... Um, so, yeah, Stephen Geyer. So, theme songs from Mike Post and Stephen Geyer. Now, they're the same two guys who did the Greatest American Hero theme song. Um, which I okay. did not know. So... Steven, I'm, I think I'm saying it right, Steven Geyer. So he did all the songs for The Greatest American Hero. Like, remember we were watching that one? We're like, hey, they have a song. It's like they're talking about a divorce and they're talking like, is this a – he wrote that stuff. He, like, wrote every, like, piece of mute, like, all the lyrics for all the songs that were in The Greatest American Hero when they had, like, their own songs for every episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, he actually got a uh, Emmy nom for uh, one of those episodes. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's very cool, yeah. Yeah. He also and, wrote uh, for a song for uh, Blossom and uh, a couple other songs, too. Speaking of Greatest American Hero, yeah. um, I've recently been in touch with uh, William Cat. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put uh, heavy Kat. quotes around in touch. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, still working that front. So, you know, I encourage any Greatest American Hero fans to visit the uh, Greatest American Hero Facebook page and and just gently recommend <laughs> that he should come on the show. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not counting on that one too much. But anyway, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Right. I, I'll never give up hope. Yeah. So what? Uh, oh yeah, he also wrote for the A Team, Riptide, and Stingray too. He did a lot of like Stingray. a lot of the classic stuff. We did no, we did not do. Stingray. We just got an, we talked about Stingray. No, we got an email from somebody asking about Stingray. We did. 
Yes. Did you see that email? No. I guess it, it might only went to you. Let me see. Let me take a... Yeah, somebody just sent an email. It was Tony. Tony who? Um, Tony, the fan. Just Tony, the just fan. Tony? Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't so know if you... Said, if Tony you... put the last name, that's all. No. He said, have you ever guys... Tony's from Texas. He said, have you guys ever heard of a show called Stingray? One of the... One of the most 80s intros I've ever heard. It's available on Tubi for free. So maybe we should probably check that out. Yeah. Well, right back to him. Let him know. Yeah, we'll take a look at it. All right. I didn't know it was on Tubi. I know we had talked about Stingray. It's another Stephen J. Cannell show. I always want to say Cannell, but I've always been hearing people say Cannell. So I think I'm wrong. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for writing in. Cover for this yeah, definitely. I definitely want to check out more Horror Castle because I really like the show. It was like one of those ones where it wasn't like when I was watching it, it didn't, not that they felt like a, show, a chore to watch, but it's just, I just really, you know, had a good time with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Horror Castle McCormick, classic 80s TV. I don't think as uh, well uh, known as some others, so. No, but it's probably you were right though. Probably some of the it's some of the better television of the era. Definitely, so. that's probably why people don't remember it. All right. Uh, anyway, for this episode, I used to watch this. I am Mike Forgetto, and I'm Mike Sullivan. We'll talk to you Thanks. guys next time. Bye. That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUsedToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUsedToWatchThis, Twitter at IUsedThe2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUsedToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.